0: I wanted to talk a little bit about Abel, So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to hurry this up so that we don't make it late for Sunday school classes. Um, I wanna start out with some just basic facts and I don't know, so some people don't really enjoy hearing facts, they wanna get to the, the meat of the thing, what the real story about, and we'll get to that in a little bit here. But some of the facts, um, the word Abel is found in the King James Version 24 times. 12 of those, it's associated with a place name and it's often like Abel Mizriam and Abel Abel Barathoth and those kinds of things. But 12 of them re- refer to this um, second son of Adam. The meaning of the word Abel is breath or vapor. And his life was somewhat of a breath or a vapor. It was short compared to what uh, would have been expected at that point because uh, his father lived to be 950 years old, I think it was. Um, so we don't know how long he lived, but uh, it wasn't 950 years, I'm sure of that. Um, he was the second son of Adam and Eve. He was the younger brother of Cain. He was a keeper of sheep and Cain was a tiller of the soil. And so. Um, Just wanna make a point there that both of those fulfilled God's commission to Adam. Uh, God had told Adam to have dominion over every living thing and he told them to till the ground. And so both of those were worth uh, fulfilling what God had asked them to do. Now let's come to the story. Um, Says Cain brought of the fruit of the ground, Abel brought of the firstlings, and the fat of the flock. The Lord had respect to Abel and to his offering. He did not have respect to Cain and his offering. Cain became angry. He talked to Abel and said let's go out to the field and it would seem like um, he deliberately took Abel away from where he would have protection or intervention from anybody else. Maybe Cain was ignorant of the possibility that beating up on his brother would have fatal results. I don't know. As far as I know, nobody had died up to that point. Um, obviously, Abel had brought from the flock for a sacrifice, so he had killed an animal at that point, so they must have been a little bit about death. but. Um they didn't. They didn't use meat for food, so they wouldn't have killed for that reason. So I'm not sure what Cain understood about death, but he killed his brother. God asked him where where um, his brother was, and of course Cain denied that he knew anything about it. Just like Abel's faith. Um, led to increasingly appropriate action. He brought the acceptable offering and he seemed to please God. Uh, It declares later that he was righteous. Cain's disobedience led him further and further away from appropriate action to where he had an unacceptable offering and he also uh, killed his brother. I had to wonder, why was one of the offerings accepted and the other not? Why did God have respect to the offering of Abel and to, and to Abel, and he did not have respect unto Cain and his offering? And there's um, ex- explanations given for that. I'm not sure that the Bible is not real explicit, but um, some say, well, Cain had a wrong motive in what he brought, or his offering lacked blood. There's not blood in fruit of the ground, vegetables or fruit. Um, but there are some hints from the New Testament passages. 1 John 1, three twelve 12 says uh, that we should not be as Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And for what reason did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil, but his brothers were righteous. So that gives a, a bit of a hint that Abel was righteous, Cain was not righteous, and so his offering then was also not acceptable. But I think probably I would say the key reason is found in this verse that I, I read in Hebrews, and I'll read that again, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith. It's not what he did that made his offering acceptable. And it wasn't even really the nature of the offering. But it was what he believed. What was in his heart. And uh, because of that, God had respect to, to the offering he brought. And as a result of that, Abel is still remembered as a man who who had faith and he was declared righteous and he acted righteously. Being dead, he still speaks. We still recount that. Um, Some additional facts that I want to mention here. Adam and Eve had another son later on, Seth, and he became the link in the godly line to the Messiah. So even though Abel was seemed to be in that righteous line he was killed God's plan was not was not interrupted God's plan was not destroyed because of the work of of Satan the work of the evil one in talking to the scribes and the Pharisees Jesus called them hypocrites and he pronounced woes on them saying that they had brought upon themselves the guilt of the blood of the prophets from Abel to Zacharias and um, just a little bit more about this uh, Well, and that's where the tie-in is from, from Abel the first man who was killed because of his righteousness Zacharias was a prophet in Judah and that was in the time of Joash now, King Joash was a a king who brought revival to the nation of Judah and he was faithful to the Lord. He rebuilt the the temple and he was faithful to the Lord through the time of Jehoiada the priest. But when Jehoiada, Jehoiada the priest um, died, the Some of the princes of Judah came to the king and they said, we'd like to worship in this way. And Joash listened to them. And a number of prophets apparently rebuked him. And um, he didn't like that. And it says that on his command, he had Zechariah stoned between the temple and the altar. And he was killed. Um, So I had to wonder, Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're responsible of that blood, the guilt of the blood from Abel to Zacharias. Did that take the guilt away from Cain? He was no longer guilty because his Pharisees had the guilt of that. I don't think so, but uh, it does seem like it was a very significant thing that these religious leaders were leading people astray and were associated with Cain in his murderous act. Um, and then one other um, mention of Abel Um, in Hebrews in chapter 12 it talks about Moses and meeting God at Mount Horeb, Mount Sinai and that was a fearful thing And people were really afraid to hear the voice of God. They wanted Moses to act as the intermediary. And then the writer of Hebrews says, But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to the myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous, made perfect. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks better than the blood of Abel. So Abel was a righteous man. He is honored for what he does. But we we are participating in a new covenant with God. It's less terrifying than that covenant made with Moses. There's a better sacrifice than the blood of righteous Abel. Does that mean, is that referring to Abel's blood or is that the blood of his sacrifice? And I'm not sure. It's a little bit um, uncertain, I guess, what the meaning of, of the, uh, the, the passage is. But regardless, the blood of Jesus is more effective in dealing with sin than either Abel's Lamb's blood or of Abel's blood it himself and um, that is something that we can uh, accept receive the benefit from um, which we would not have been able to from either Abel's sacrifice or from his his own death Abel's blood Abel's death was unjust was not right it calls out for being um, avenged for some kind of uh, result or some kind of action to be taken to redress that terrible thing. Jesus' blood was also an innocent man dying, but it doesn't call out for revenge. It calls out to come to me, accept my sacrifice and accept the salvation of the Lord. And it is so much better than the, the blood of Abel. So we honor Abel. We consider him a righteous person. The Bible says that he was considered righteous. But we hear about Jesus and we love him and we submit to him and we um, humbly accept the salvation that he gives to us. Um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for righteous men like Abel, but I am just incredibly grateful for the work that Jesus Christ did on Calvary and in resurrecting from the dead that gives us new life and uh, the ability to have hope and to walk uh, acceptably with God. Uh, Let's pray and then we'll be able to uh, meet in your classes. Father, we thank you that you Reveal Yourself to us. Thank You that You revealed Yourself to us in Jesus. And that we have hope because of His life and His death and resurrection. And Father, now as we go to look at a portion of Scripture in our Sunday school classes, we pray You'd be with each teacher. We pray that You'd be with each student. Help us to have open hearts and minds to learn what You want us to learn. And I pray, Father, that you would form in us the image of Jesus for your glory. In his name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed to your classes.